i KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glad you've elected to spend some of your morning with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list this morning. Uh, it's Thursday. That means Stephen M. Sipple's going to join us in about 25 minutes from the Lincoln Journal Star. We will get inside the Big Ten West. Nebraska on the road taking on the Gophers under what kind of conditions? Trent, good morning. Uh, yes. Uh, is this storm that's cutting through the Dakotas into... Manitoba. Is it going to hit the Twin Cities? I guess I don't know that. Snowing sideways in Denver. Ooh. It's 22 degrees right now in Denver and snowing uh, like a like a, a, a blizzard that you normally see in that part of the country. I do. But know. it'll be 72 on Sunday for the Broncos game. Oh, yes. Beautiful. And that, that beautiful Colorado weather where you never know what you're going to get. No, it's going to be windy at Kinnick Stadium on Saturday night. Yeah. Gusts up to 30 miles an hour. Wrap up warm. Going to have to do that. You know, whiskey does warm you up, too. That'll help. Maybe a couple of pulls of that will get me rolling. But you can't take it into, well, you're not supposed to anyway. <laughs> uh, so Stephen M. Simple, 1025, Lee Sterling in his regular spot on a Thursday. Uh, we'll go around. We've got a five-pack of games, and then he'll preview his game of the week, which is an NFL tilt. Uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, uh, Mark Morehouse is going to lead things off. Morehouse early, right at 11, then David Kaplan uh, at 11.20. was taped earlier this morning. And then to finish things off, Alex Halstead uh, from Cyclone Alert, part of 24-7 Sports. We will talk to him before he gets on his airplane uh, and embarks for Morgantown via Pittsburgh tomorrow. A lot of baseball to cover. Speaking of baseball, we should cover this right off the bat and let you know if you're a Cardinal fan and like listening to the Cardinals on the radio. Uh, the Cardinals will be heard tomorrow night on the blowtorch. 50,000 watts of WHO will carry the Cardinals Game 1 NLCS as we have high school football, committed to high school football here. So the scoreboard show goes on as scheduled uh, with the Cardinals moving down the dial to 1040 WHO. What a game yesterday. What, two games yesterday. Another game five tonight. Boy, baseball's great, isn't it? It is. October. As long as the Twins aren't involved, it is great, great baseball. Yeah, but you're over that, right? No, not at you're all. You're not at all. I'm bitter. You're still bitter? Just a little bit. Um, well, I mean, Tampa could take Houston to yeah, five games. They can. Tampa can go to the ALCS, as we well know, by not. Look, the Dodgers are gone. Who's to say the Astros won't be gone? Well, let's just fast forward to the third week in October. It's inevitable, right? It's the Astros and it's the Dodgers. Not so fast. Clayton Kershaw comes in, 3 1 lead. Trent Idle left him in the eighth inning, a full disclosure. I would have sent him back out. He threw three pitches in the bottom of the seventh. Mm -hmm. I get he's not the same guy. Davey Martinez, is. he's getting a ton of praise. Dave Roberts, on the other hand, not so much. I'd have left him in, Trent. The pitch to Rondon. It was a good pitch. It was a good pitch. Yes. It was a low pitch. He just muscled it out. Yeah, golf shot. And you still got a one-run lead with the lefty coming up. And that's the key, with a lefty coming up, because... How do you leave him in after you just saw the home? Well, it's a lefty. It's a lefty. He's Clayton Kershaw. Now he's not the same. But I guess there's going to be at some point you're not going to give the old guys the benefit of the doubt, Mm -hmm. right? The point isn't this year, though. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not sure when it is. But I'd have, I'd have, I'd have left him. I'd have left him in the game. 
I can't sit here and Monday morning quarterback what the what the move was. Now in the tenth inning with Joe Kelly, that's a different story. Yes. But as far as Kershaw, I had no problem. No, I'm right there with you. I I, I can't kill Roberts for that. It, it's now the argument to leave him in with Soto against it is though yes, it's a lefty lefty matchup. Soto splits pretty even. It's not like he is a guy that struggles mightily against left-handers as a lefty. So I guess that would at least be the the thought process behind it. It's Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. We know Clayton Kershaw. He's a different guy in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Numbers bear that out. Right. It is different. He His ERA is almost a full run higher. Yeah. You can talk about small sample size. You know, that, that's something the analytic community, you know I like to look at numbers and dive in at least a little bit. I'm not deep into it by any means. But things like, well, you know, it's just a small sample size. It really doesn't matter. I see it with my own eyes. This is a different guy in the playoffs than he is in the regular season. I mean, don't, don't. And there's tell me. been a lot of those guys over of the yes. history of baseball. A lot of them, and a lot of great names. And just every single time that something, an anomaly comes up, and you say, "Well, just statistically, it's a small sample size. You can't read anything into it." Yes, you can. We can see it with our own eyes. I don't care how you measure it. We see this is a different guy come October. And I don't know why, unless it's fatigue, because he's still Clayton Kershaw, and he can still... Look, the seventh inning, he threw three pitches. The strikeout pitch was was nasty. It was filthy. It was in the dirty. He had the batter completely fooled. Uh, but, say, uh, Levy, Dodgers go home. Mm-hmm. Maddie's go home. Uh, here's, the, I mean, here's the crazy part of this, right? The St. Louis Cardinals, who come out of the All-Star break, third in the Central, third in the Central, are hosting the NLCS. Never would have imagined Sports. this. It is. And and that what, what it was last night, 10-run first inning. Nuts. And you had the over, right, in the first five? <laughs> first five yeah. At Talk three and a half. a laugher. I, I mean, was it, in a way, it was, yeah, I wanted more. Right. I, I, look, I kind of was rooting for the Cardinals. It's better for business if the yeah. Cardinals are advanced. We get somebody local involved. Yeah, That's and a good I'm, thing. And Edmund, I'm really becoming a fan of this kid. He's so fun to watch play the game. Um, but it was anticlimactic. I mean, there's no way they're coming back from 10. And then it was 11 zip. And then it was 12 zip. And 13 1. Uh, would you have pulled Flaherty? Yes. I would have too. I would have done it much earlier than they did. Right. Was Waka on the playoff roster, do you know? I don't know offhand, no. Because if he was, get your ass down to the bullpen and warm up. Because right. that was a game for him. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You save. And at Flaherty, they got him through five. Um, you know, and they, they had to work to get him through five. But they did. And uh, actually went back out. Because he came back out for the sixth inning, which was beyond belief to me. But he threw over 100 pitches in the game. I get that. If you want to get him in there and give him that payoff, that win, that postseason win, Okay. But on the other hand, it's bigger than that. Right. You know, he's your best pitcher. Waka and John Gant were not part of they the weren't. DS They weren't. Okay, roster. so there was that answer. Because uh, I wondered if he was going to be – because I saw him in the dugout, mm-hmm. which is fine, uh, but not on the uh, not on the roster. Anyways, a huge win for the Cardinals. Just one of those ones that – like we said yesterday, I trust Flaherty to come out and duplicate what he did in Game 2. I didn't think there was any way in hell Fulton which was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you felt the same way as you jumped on that uh, uh, that total early in the baseball game. And the Cardinals move on, and the game again will be on uh, – Ross Peterson sneaks in behind you there. Scared uh, me a little bit. Did he? Didn't hear him sneak no. in. Tip. In PD, uh, it's kind of like he's doing around the building. Him and Chris have got to reacquaint themselves. Yes, they only have an hour today too. Did you know that? Well, because they they have to make up for what they missed. Hawkeye Central at five. Yes, Cyclone Fanatic at six. Hawkeye Nation at seven. 
It's good to be the fanatics. I guess so. Uh, but it's, you know what it is and it isn't because there's so much content and mm-hmm. I'm sure they're just dying to get in there and talk about it. But look, here we go. Natty's and the Cardinals. I, I like the matchup, Trent. I do. Uh, clearly the television folks aren't real pleased with it, but it's not terrible. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be hopefully another long series and, you know, for Andrew Downs, he becomes a Nationals fan, I guess, because trying to squeeze the Cardinals in, it's it's not it's not easy. Andrew told me he wanted one of two things: either the Cardinals to be done very quickly, or go or all the way, go all the way. Yeah. Well, they're already one step they're one into step the process. From doing that, right? They're one step from doing that. Yeah, fun game yesterday. Fun day of baseball. Hope we get another one tonight. You know, for whatever reason, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the plays of the at least so far in the postseason, we uh, did we talk about the double play? Um, Adamas throwing out uh, Altuve and no, home. what a what an incredible uh, double play balls. The balls hit to Kiermaier right out mm-hmm. in the center. Yep. He gets the ball off the wall, just a perfect relay throw. Well, point being, we're, we're segueing into that game here tonight. That was uh, that that's as good as you're ever going to see. Just a perfect strike, and uh, the uh, D- Darnod Travis Darno Darno. Great tag and uh, just bang bang play, but as good as you're going to see. Now we get that game five tonight, based in part because of that play at the plate uh, a couple of nights ago. I'm all in as the NFL's kind of a stinker, I think. That it is. Giants, Patriots, two Super Bowl appearances between those two teams. And we thought those were kind of going to be duds, too, yeah, though, right? Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, you know what? I'm drawing the line on this one. I, I think you're going to be right on that one. Are we going to see a good one? The Astros tonight are. Minus 300 favorites yeah, well, in a decisive game mm-hmm. five and a team that has just beat them twice. You're thinking about betting a lot to make a little again? It, it seems too easy. So we said about Verlander. <laughs> did. Garrett Cole different? He's younger. Yeah, Cole's terrific. And on full rest. I like Glasnow on the other side, though, yeah, too. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. It's not going to be a stay away, you know, my issue. By the no, end of the right show, to, I'll, I'll have a feel. Yeah, they're singing the anthem. You're going to fire. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's, that's how it with goes. With you, indeed, it does go. By the way, we're still waiting on those numbers from the state. Yeah. They're supposed to be out yesterday. I just uh, reached out to Brian and Rilko before the show started. As Indiana bet $34 million, uh, surprise, surprise, the casino in Indiana closest to the Chicago city limits mm-hmm. uh, was the busiest of them all. Uh, end of the day today is what they're saying now. So, Crossing some T's, dot some I's. We'll I guess get it. it's the first full month of this. Yeah. So I because I, I'm anxious to know what the state did in the month of September, mm-hmm. right? And Do you remember what it was for those two weeks in August offhand? Like 8.5? That sounds about right, yeah. I know we, and I tweeted did, it at one point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know the answer, and everybody wasn't up, and mm-hmm. you know we still had uh, sports books joining the party midway through the month of October, as we know in Jefferson uh, and in uh, Clinton that they are on board the two Wild Rose properties uh, out there. All right, so you mentioned the fact that the weather is going to be nasty in Kinnick Stadium on Saturday night. Penn State, where are you on Penn State? Do we feel that we look, Clifford has had a really good year, and yes. they've got. They've got a running back situation similar to what they have in Ames. I think they've got four guys that can carry the football. They're still trying to identify their guy. They're, they've got a good defense. Iowa State's got a de- good defense. Now, Iowa State's got a better core. But point being is that as Iowa State and Penn State, I think, kind of mirror each other. Mm-hmm. Penn State's played no one, Trent. Can you say Pitt is? Because Pitt's 4-2 and two in the ACC. They're all right. That's their best win mm-hmm. so far, by far. Um, I don't know what to make 
Because the other ones were Indiana on our Indiana, Maryland on that Friday night where they just destroyed them. Yes. And that one was over early. If you, if you bet, uh, it's like you and your, your ticket last night on the uh, over in the first five innings. You knew, I mean, before they got the second out in the first, you'd cashed. That's kind of how the, uh, if you had a, a ticket on Penn State against Maryland, they didn't even have to get to the middle of the first quarter and you knew you're home free. So they, they waxed Maryland. They beat a depleted Purdue team last week. I think Penn State's good, but it's not exactly like you can point to, wow, well, did you see they, you know, this was a tough out, and they they put that one in the wind column. That impressed me. They haven't done that yet, Trent. Not at all. They're averaging 7.2 yards per play offensively, but again, you get into competition. It is so difficult, I think, to get a read on this team. Who's their other nog? Have they played their third? It was Idaho and Pitt were two. Of the nog- have they played their third? Oh, Do you know? Who was the third? I believe that they have. I got the schedule right here. Uh, Buffalo. 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 Yeah, they crushed them. But they were... Tight at the half. It was 10-7 at the I half. I remember you talking about that. Yes, I And do. then they came out, yep. and I think they put 28 up in the third mm-hmm. and just ran away from them there. I don't know. I don't think we have a great read. Now, here's the thing. They had 10 sacks last week. What yeah. did we talk about with Iowa coming in on Monday? How awful that offensive yeah. line played. Mm-hmm. That's a concern. Mm-hmm. Regardless, of, it doesn't matter who they are playing. They could be playing an FCS team. You get ten sacks against anybody, and they got they got a kid as a, a, a gross matos, yeah, uh, the hyphenated name. I believe I'm saying that right. He's um, you'll know him by the time this game is over. Tony's really good on the other side. He is. He is. Yep, I'm with you. Look, it's a good defense. They got linebackers. They got a decent secondary. It's it's a Penn State team. You know, speaking of uh, guys that uh, are doing some business on the defensive front, is it time to wonder if? Um, if Epinesa's season is not living up to the hype that was um, placed upon him when he was finally going to get that opportunity to be the everyday guy now, um, Hesse's graduated, you're not going to have to split those spots, you take the training wheels off, he's going to have to set the edge. He's got how many sacks now? Is he up to three? Two. Two. And two sacks. Two sacks. And the second one came last week yes. against Michigan? How many uh, tackles do you believe he has? Uh, Off the top of my head, I'd say it's lower than I would have thought. How many? Nine. That's way lower. Five solo. Four assists. Nine tackles five games in. Uh Uh-huh. And we can talk all about double teams and shifting schemes and game plans and all Mm -hmm. these different things. We both thought he was going to have an unbelievable year. Now, I thought... Statistically, maybe it wasn't going to be as good sack number wise, right? Because of the fact that he's going to have an extra guy on him all the time. But and they it was going to be him. good, yeah. Because look at Trent Gross Matos has sees two guys, Young sees two guys, yes. the best all see two guys. Mm-hmm. The other part that I believed was going to happen though was we we're going to see Chauncey Golson put and pick up his numbers, yep. have a huge mm-hmm. season, and that hasn't been close to the case. Here's the numbers on Golson on the year. Nine, the nine tackles for Epinesa. That's oof. he's got eighteen tackles, one sack. This is a guy that was a playmaker and even more limited role last year. But it seemed like every time he was in, he was making plays. So, what do we read into this? I Anything? Don't know. I mean, I'm, five games in. I think that there's certainly some questions to be asked. Yeah. I mean, the, the statistics would say that they're underachieving in a big way. Epinesa was a top five pick to begin the season, and he still might be because of the physical tools. Yeah, but. At this point, he is. But if the season continues like this, the he's going with to be four a first. Sacks. Yeah, he's going to be a first round pick. There's just too much p- p- potential there. Mm-hmm. You have to take, you have to take a chance. But so far, the year has been underwhelming. 
Underwhelming. There's no doubt. I don't think that's unfair. How does Iowa win this football game? Not keep it close, not another Kinnick magic and, and lose on a fourth down play to end well, the ball game. Look at, How do you beat Penn State? Nate Stanley can't make mistakes. Um, and you know what? It's good to have Nate Stanley if it is as windy as they're saying mm-hmm. in this game. You would rather have him, even though right now who is a better player? Brock Purdy versus Nate Stanley? Oh, it's Brock Purdy. But in that environment, with that kind of wind... Yeah, but Brock Purdy still got the legs. He does. He still got the wheels. I can't say that about Stanley's game. Uh, look, Stanley's... I'd rather have the guy with the stronger arm in those elements. Okay, though. that's fair. And and he's got good receivers. Um, and 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 the secondary, well, good with Penn State. I think if you were to break down the three units, from what I've watched them, their linebackers, linebacker, you mm-hmm. up front, they're solid. I think maybe that if you were. A OC, you're looking to maybe do some business through the air against Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's maybe how I would attack them. And you're right, uh, Stanley does um, does have a, a really strong arm, and you know we see that all the time. He overthrows guys, <laughs> right? Yes, that happens quite a bit there. How about this? Penn State this year giving up 1.5 yards per rush. Yeah. Okay. The year they've given up three passing touchdowns as opposed to one on the ground this year. You can't find a weak spot no. when you look but at them again, statistically. Right. Idaho, mm-hmm. Buffalo. Here's what they've given up. They gave up seven to Idaho, 13. That's the most points they've given up all year to Buffalo. Pittsburgh, they held them to 10. They blanked Maryland and, and seven points to Purdue. That scoring defense must be, are they number one in the country? Uh, they about have to be, don't with they? Those, with those numbers? Yeah, you would think so. I can't even imagine who would be better. Seven, 13, 10, shutout, seven. Uh, that that's those are pretty stellar numbers right there, no doubt about that. All right, conversely, Iowa State going to West Virginia. Here's West Virginia's schedule. Oh, they're second behind they're, another Big Ten team. Who's first? The Badgers. Oh, of course. They've and who's third in the country? Shutouts. Who? Iowa. Is that a fact? Three Big Ten teams. Uh, I, I was tied for third with another Big Ten team. Ohio State. <laughs> Jeez. Badgers give up five point eight. What does that say? The Ten offense is bad and the defense is good. Well, they haven't Maybe played a, little, a ton of Big Ten games true. at this that's point. That's true. And 8.8 points per game for the Buckeyes and Hawkeyes. Uh, West Virginia, as we, as we finish up with them, they, uh, they host Iowa State, as we know. Then they go to Oklahoma. So they're, they're, this Iowa State game is the sandwich between Texas and Oklahoma. You know, if, if, you're, if you're a Mountaineer when the schedule came mm-hmm. out, you basically had to get this one. I don't think they do. I think that it's too many points. What's the number right now? Ten, ten and a half, something yeah, like yep. that. That's a lot of points. I think that's too many. Um, but West Virginia's, they got a decent quarterback who doesn't take care of the football real well. They cannot run the football worth a damn. Um, they got some guys that can catch it. Mm-hmm. Iowa State should win the game. Yes. Iowa State should win the game. I'm not as confident about Iowa putting one in the win column this week. But it's a road game for Iowa State. Uh-huh. In a goofy place to get to. Yep. It'll be a charged up environment. They'll be ready to go, what, 3 o'clock kickoff? 3 o'clock. ESPN. So 4 o'clock out there. Yep. Plenty of time to get all the moonshine you want in that belly before you make your way into the Can stadium. Can you drink in the stadium there? Do you know if that's one of the ones that... Uh, uh, good question. I don't know the answer I think to that so. either. Do you? I I'm not sure. I think so. Anyways, but... Um, the moonshine. <laughs> no stereotype there, Trent Condon. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Yes, you can drink You can inside. drink in the yes. stadium? I, I saw that uh, the Bramlage Center 
is starting this year. Oh, really? K-State. The Octagon of, yes, of Doom. That's all they need, uh, that you'll be able to drink inside. Beer and wine available uh, at K-State basketball games. When's it going to come to Iowa? What are they waiting for? I don't think uh, what happened up at Jack Trice helped things by any means. Yeah, but that's but here's the thing, Trent. It got to be the way it was without being able to drink in the stadium. I mean, do do you binge because you know that you have to get your business done before you walk through the gates? I think you're binging regardless. Probably so. Uh, we'll talk to Stephen M. Sipple next as we take you up until noon. Your opportunity to, well, win a couple of things. This one first, though. This is the Purdue-Iowa football tickets. If you haven't already done so, a week from Saturday, Purdue invades Kinnick Stadium for homecoming. Is that 11 o'clock? Did we say it's 11? 11. 11 o'clock yeah. kick? Um, regardless, you've, whatever time the game is, we've got tickets for you. Just go to kxno.com, click on the contest tab. All we're going to ask you, we're going to ask you two questions. Uh, how many points will be scored combined Penn State and Iowa this Saturday if you're closest without going over you'll win the ducats if there's two or more of you we will go to the tiebreaker and that is going to be Iowa passing yards so Iowa passing yards not just Nate Stanley if there's some trickeration or uh, God forbid Stanley gets hurt and he gets replaced it's total passing yards by Iowa that'll be the tiebreaker which would only be used if there's uh, more than one of you now nobody um, every single one of our contestants last week, and we had over 300 in the uh, ticket, uh, the contest for tickets for this coming game. Uh, this week we're about a third of that. So if you want in, got an opportunity to win some Penn State Iowa ducats. Uh, KXNO.com. Click on the contest tab. But right now, it's time to attempt to put another $1,000 in your bowl bankroll. This is a national contest. We asked you to text the keyword FREEZE. Freeze, pretty appropriate keyword. Yes. To 200-200 right now. That's freeze to 200-200, your chance to win $1,000. You'll get a confirmation text and both. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. And we had a winner here locally. Did we? Yes. Which uh, show yesterday. had it? Didn't say what show, but just that we had a winner in the cluster. That's awesome. So Good. somebody lucky's already got 1000 bucks. Uh, here's the call. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brooke, and I just won $1,000 just for listening to iHeartRadio. Brooke Bissell, the winner, so congratulations to Brooke. And you can win. Yes, it's a national contest, but we have local winners seemingly every single time. And we still got, how long has this continued? Like four weeks, I think, right? Another four weeks, so maybe we can get uh, another couple of those. That's outstanding. Good for you, Brooke. 200 200. That's all it takes for this one. We'll do another one in the 11 o'clock hour. Um, and uh, yeah, Freeze is the one right now. Stephen M. Sipple is our next guest. He's our first guest on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Trent and I until noon. It's Miller and Condon 1460. It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk corn huskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. (laughs) 
Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Trent, you had too much time on your hands. We built you an open, Sip. How are you? Uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, uh, my. That was good. That was good. God, I sound weird. But the uh, I uh, appreciate it, except for the 30 years thing. Kenny, I mean, Kenny. I hear you, dude. We are old. Yes, we yeah, are. But it's a badge of honor, Stephen M. Sippel. Look at all the wisdom and knowledge we've gained over the years, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you 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 probably have done a pretty good job that way. I still sound pretty rudimentary. A <laughs> couple of Methuselahs uh, talking here. Uh, yeah. so, uh, let's before we go forward. Let's look back and and apparently. Um, there were a ton of missed calls in the game. I was back and forth, but I did see the, you know, the egregious miss at the end. And, and again, um, you know, folks would tell me that when I would bring this up that, boy, you should have seen it. It was one of the worst overall officiate, poorly officiated games we've seen. Uh, but uh, I think it was Hieronymus maybe at the end there that clearly, you know, prevented the receiver from completing his route and boom, the ball is picked and the game is over. Yeah, Will Honus. Honus, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Honus. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, he missed it. And I don't know. I mean, the officiating, I've kind of got gotten used to bad officiating. I don't even, I don't want to disparage those guys. I, 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 I mean, I just, I don't like to do it. Um, and I feel like I, I'm in a corner now because I'm kind of doing it. The So I didn't notice during the game that it was rude any worse than usual except that okay. call and i didn't notice that call i was down on the field when i w- when that play unfolded and i didn't you couldn't see it um if it, unless you were looking for it I, I saw it on a film afterwards but yeah um i don't get into that discussion never did i never have i mean going back to my high school days i've never i've always kind of stiff-armed the ref talk i just always felt like you just Whatever happens in that regard, you just got to overcome it or deal mm-hmm. with it. It's just like things in life. I mean, things crop up that aren't perfect, and you can't really dwell on it. Sip, uh, of course, injuries a big uh, also talker coming out of the game. Where are we right now with J.D. Spielman and the quarterback, Adrian Martinez? Trent, um, that's the question. Uh, it's, you know, it's as you would expect with the staff or with a head coach that doesn't really talk much about injuries, uh, especially in season, it's hard to know for sure. Now, I will. Th- here's what we know. Both those players were in uniform yesterday, uh, full uniform. Now, I know that J.D., I know for a fact J.D. didn't practice much, and I'm pretty sure that Adrian didn't practice much. So, so read into that what you will. That was Wednesday. Um, both of those are veteran. Well, I mean, J.D. is a junior who, who doesn't – it's not like J.D. Uh, needs a lot of reps at this point in his life mm-hmm. in this offense. Adrian, kind of the same way. I hesitate to call him a veteran, but he's a 17-game starter. So he doesn't need – he doesn't need – you know, he needs to stay mentally in it. Um, so I'm not ruling out, Adrian, but my feel all along this week going back to Monday when Noah Vedrill was at the uh, news conference, the weekly news conference, is that Vedrill, I think it will be Vedrill. Okay. It's my gut feel. It's not a total gut feel, though. I mean, it's what I've heard this week. Greg Austin, if you listen to him, the offensive line coach yesterday, just flat out said 
you know, he's a big, I'm a big federal fan and I'm looking forward to seeing him playing mm. on Saturday night. So, I mean, I think that you might say the offensive line coach maybe slipped up a little bit when he <laughs> yeah. said that. Yeah. Um, but that's, it just jibes with what I have felt all along. Stephen, I'm Sip, Lincoln Journal Star. Sip, one more uh, going back to the uh, the game last week. I just get you, your overall thoughts on Northwestern. Iowa sees them in two weeks. Uh, they've got to go to Evanston to take on uh, Northwestern. What what did you think um, of uh, Fitz's club? I don't think they'll score on Iowa unless they get a short field. I, I don't. I just don't see them. I don't know. They got they scored a touchdown on Nebraska because Nebraska allowed a fifty yard kickoff return and gave them gave Northwestern a short field. And then Nebraska just that was the start the third quarter. Nebraska's been slow starting in the third quarter for whatever reason. So, you know, Northwestern punched them immediately in the third quarter, got their only touchdown. Um, but that was you know I mean, I, I honestly don't think they'll score against Iowa. I, I don't Maybe they'll punch in a field goal or something, but uh, I don't think they'll get in the end zone unless they get a short field or a defensive touchdown. So I'd like, I love Iowa against Northwestern because, you know, I know what happened. I watched the Iowa Michigan game, so I understand Iowa's issues, but the, they don't, I don't, they don't seem to have a lot of issues on defense. Uh, Sip, uh, Wandell Robinson, uh, boy, it's a good thing he committed to come to Nebraska. He would be, or maybe, well, let me ask you, is he the, uh, the best story on the offensive side of the football, at least, uh, through, uh, what, six games so far? Is he the, is he the brightest spot on this offense, a true freshman? Yes, he is. I mean, he, there's no doubt, there's probably no doubt about that. Um, I don't know that there's, I'm trying to think if there would be anything even comparable. He is, it started really, I mean, he was good going into the Illinois game. His first three games were pretty good. <clears throat> but if you recall at Illinois, that was kind of a game changer in my mind. Yeah, it sure was. He, he willingly and enthusiastically said, I want the ball late. And he, he held on to the ball late. He made big plays late. It was his demeanor as much as anything. I don't care what guys say too much anymore because you hear a lot of talk, but um, he, he doesn't – it's not his talk. It's his, what he does on the field that's really convincing and far, as far as he'll take, he'll take on a heavy load, all right? And, okay, he's a true freshman. Think about that. And just think about it in general. Not all guys are like that. There's a lot of great players that don't want to shoot a free throw with three seconds left in a game on the line. Um, he would he would be the guy that wants the ball badly in that situation, so that's good. Um, they needed more guys to step up with him, but yeah, Wandale is a great story, and he's gonna he's already a very good player, and I, I'm really 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 looking forward to seeing what that looks like in the future. Going to be cold up in Minneapolis, a high of 39 degrees, mm. some snowfall possibly mm. out there. Night game and a Gopher team that can run the football against. Certainly a Nebraska team that is improving, but not where they want to be. Your anticipation of this game, Minnesota 5-0, and sneak into the coaches' poll at 25, still not ranked in the AP. They found a way to win games. There's something to be said, I guess, about that, Sip. Yeah, Minnesota's been, I mean, they've been they've won consistently, but they haven't, I, I wouldn't call them a consistent team. I mean, they really ha- hadn't run the ball well all season up until the Illinois game, and then they really got it going. Right. It's not because they lack the running back. They have three or four really good ones, in my opinion. 
and about anybody's opinion. They're all proven, and all three of the top guys, Rodney Smith, Shannon Brooks, and Mo Ibrahim, those guys are good, proven. I mean, Ibrahim's their third guy, and he ran for 1,000 last year. Think about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's good. He's good. I like that guy. Me he's too. Tough inside runner, tough runner, period. Um, I, But, I, I mean, it's hard. they're not great up front, Minnesota. It's a, hard, it's a really mm-hmm. hard game to read, in my opinion. Now, if they get it going – the one thing to really watch is if Minnesota gets the run game going, especially you know downhill, you know, and they're just they're just blowing Nebraska off the ball. That that would be a big problem. I mean, a big problem in that game for obvious reasons because then you get the play action going to those really good receivers, right? Um, but it's also it wouldn't bode well for the future because Nebraska's got those tough running teams coming up, uh, Wisconsin. I'm going to say Maryland even, and then of course Iowa. So. Um, they, this is a big one. They all feel big for Nebraska. Yeah. I said that last week, mm-hmm. and I felt it, and I feel it again this week. This is a if they, if Nebraska kind of wants to stay in the division hunt. Um, it's let's face it, it's Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin and Iowa are on a level, and Minnesota and Nebraska are on a plateau right, be, right below them. Mm-hmm. But this, but maybe this is kind of a game where. They're trying to knock each other off the plateau. I'm with you, Sip. That's exactly how I see it. Uh, you know, this is for essentially as, at this point in the season, it's third in the pecking order in the Big Ten West. You know, you mentioned those receivers, and Tyler Johnson was the guy that you know. Our last thing for you, wrap it up here, was the guy everybody knew because he's the you know he's the veteran, right? He's the senior. Bateman's going to be a star. Bateman's ceiling is way higher. I think he's already reached that point. Uh, he's good. And Tanner Morgan, the quarterback, gets the guys the football, Sip, and he really he doesn't wow you. He won't run the ball, but he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. So um, Nebraska's secondary's yep. in for a tough t- a tough day, I think. Yeah, it's a good secondary, though. Yeah, it you know? is. So You're right. The, the corners are good, and yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting matchup. I mean, when you start talking about Rashad Bateman, Tyler Johnson, um, and the Chris Ottman Bell um, against those corners. The corners, I don't feel. I feel like can hang in there really well, and maybe even do better than hang in there. It's the safe Nebraska safeties, though, continue to kind of have a lot to prove. Um, so I, uh, it's a good matchup. It's a hard. It's a hard one to pick because I don't know what Nebraska is like health wise. I don't know what exactly they're going to do. There's some things they can do offensively in terms of wrinkles that I'm. I wonder about. Like I wonder if they would try. Uh, Luke Luke McCaffrey, you know, mm-hmm. at a non-quarterback position, like split him out, put him. In Love the to back. see it. Love to see it. Yeah, I would too. I want. I wonder if uh, if they can get four quarters out of Maurice Washington. I wonder if JD's going to play. Yeah. I mean, so it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. To yeah, Washington. Uh, Washington's banged up. So last thing, Sip. Um, no, uh, are you driving first of all, and if so, is it twenty nine to ninety in there? Because I mean, as you well know, that part of the country, at least a part of your commute, is getting getting walloped with a blizzard. Um, we go, we go up, we go through Des Moines. Oh, do you? Um, and then yeah, gotcha. and then go up thirty five. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what it's going to be like. But, um, we have a couple younger sports riders who can handle the driving <laughs> part, so I never worry about it too much. Um, and they're good. They're, they know what they're doing. So we're leaving tomorrow at two o'clock. Um, that's all I know right now. We'll see what we'll see what it looks like. I'm kind of I, I, I'm filled with anticipation. I love going up to Minneapolis. I love that stadium. 
and it's a good close game. So I'm I'm full of intrigue. Yeah, as are we. This is one of the ones that uh, we talked about in the week that uh, uh, kind of flying below the radar with all the terrific games. But this is an important one in the Big Ten West, no doubt about it. Sip, we'll talk to you next week in advance of, uh, well, we'll talk to you during the bye because they finally get their first bye week of the season next week. But we will run you down. Thank you, Stephen M. Uh, Safe commute up there. Thanks, bud. All right. All right. Thanks again, and thanks for the opening. Have a great week. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star on uh, Minnesota hosting Northwestern. you have a feel for that game? Not really. I, I think you can talk me into a lot of different directions. Coin flip? Yeah. I, with the point spread, yeah. I think Minnesota wins. I think they run the ball too, too well. I, that's exactly my feeling. And as banged up as they are, yep. if I had to make a pick, I'd probably even still lean towards Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're hitting their stride. Well, speaking of picks, Lee Sterling is going to pick some games yes. for us. Does he have that one on his docket? Uh, he does not. But we will go over the ones. But both that locals, he has. both locals are going to come up. Absolutely. Uh, we hope you come back and listen to Lee Sterling. He joins the program next. Miller and Condon here until noon. KXNO.com contest link to win those tickets to see Purdue next week. It's closest without going over. Uh, it takes you about uh, literally two minutes to enter the contest. And somebody's going to be at Kinnick on homecoming to watch Purdue and Iowa next Saturday. We're back after these with Lee Sterling on 1460.org. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Station 1460 KXNO. Elton John coming to Wells Fargo June 11. You'll be there. I hope so. It's one of the best shows I've seen, and I'm glad I did. And I was never a real big fan in the 70s. I'm going to try. I saw the tickets uh, prices. Yeah. <laughs> a little steep. Uh, but... Downstairs, you got Eddie. Yeah, really. Uh, you know what? Maybe Lee Sterling can help pad some bankrolls to get those go. tickets. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, he joins the program. We're going to go over a handful of games. He's got his game of the week. We'll tell you about that right at the end. Lee Sterling joins us. Lee, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Lee Sterling? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, it was a uh, crazy week. Uh, just uh, It seemed like I, I won all the easy ones and all the close ones came down to the end and didn't quite go our way, but still a winning week. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's the uh, here's the good news. We got another week to, to even uh, right. make, make it right this week. You know, <laughs> and, and if you don't, and, and if, if you don't like the games uh, on, on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, now we got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday football coming up from now on through. Uh, it looks like the end of November. Yeah, the game last night was fun. Happy State, that was a, that was a good win. I watched a lot of that game. Uh, let's get into yep. uh, the slate this week. And yep. you know, I've got an opinion on this game, and I'm anxious to hear yours because I hope it's the same and mirrors mine. LSU okay. is hosting Florida at the uh, Baton Rouge uh, night game. As we all know, how difficult it is there. Yep. Uh, LSU is a 13 point favorite. Couple of unbeaten's, couple of top tens. I'm in. Uh, how do you see this one, Lee? Well. Here's the thing with the Gators that played extremely well at home. They just routed Tennessee and took it to Auburn, got the lead, and never gave it up. But on the road, they haven't been great. They struggled at Miami. Miami was one play away a couple times from winning that game. Kentucky, uh, they you know they could have made a field goal to win that game. And so I'm not so sure we're going to see the Florida team we saw last weekend against Auburn. Kyle Trask also playing right now with a gimpy knee. He's got a sprained knee. 
Joe Burrow just looks like he's playing seven on seven with a loaded yeah, deck does. right now. Uh, since they brought over Joe Brady, it's been the difference here. Seems that things just seem to slow down for him. Last year, Florida won in the Swamp 27-19. I think it's payback time here. And um, if the line was like six or seven and was in Florida, uh, you know, I, I would consider taking Florida. I think it's going to be tight for a while. Then LSU pulls away late, 31-13. And you and I are on the same page. Let's go to... They're begging you to take Florida by giving you 13, 13 and a half points. Begging you to take Yep. Another big point spread here as the Badgers welcome in Sparty. Michigan State getting 10 and a half. Wisconsin, the number one scoring defense in the country. Michigan State, uh, certainly inept at times on the offensive side of the football. Ten and a half's a lot, especially if we get some weather. What do you see with the Badgers and Sparty? Yeah, and, and the two haven't played since 2016, which is, uh, you know, that happens uh, when you're on the other side. Uh, Michigan State, with their run defense, I, I think they're one of the few teams that can match up pretty well versus Wisconsin's running game. You're not going to stop them. You might be able to limit them. And if you can get Jack Cohn into some third and five or longer situations, then I think there's a chance that Michigan State can have success on defense. The offense Lewerke has timing, and he can get the ball to Cody White and Daryl Stewart. I, I think there's a chance they can trade scores with Whiskey here. Sparty, I think they learned a lot from the Buckeye loss last week. And how about this? This is where they do their best work. 7-3 and three against the spread, coming off a loss. This is going to be a 12-round fight. <laughs> Wisconsin wins 24-20, but it wouldn't shock me here if Michigan can pull the upset. Hmm. Well, let's go uh, early in the morning. We've got this one to start off our day, and it's massive in the Big 12. It's Oklahoma, and it's Texas. I guess Texas is getting some of their guys back. It's the yeah. Red River rivalry, Lee Sterling. How do you see it? It's Red River shootout. That's, that's what I that boy, call it. Win, a, win is a, a win is a young boy. And uh, then I think the nine of these these games they're incredible. It's at the Texas State Fair. You got to get yourself a corny dog before the <laughs> game, even though it starts at 11 a.m. their time. Oklahoma's offense is almost unstoppable. The Texas offense is not far behind with Sam Erlinger. The offense also for Texas getting healthier, running back in the wide receiver position, even the the defense getting a couple of those defensive backs back here. Texas, I also think, has been tested by playing LSU and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, no test to date here. And Herman, when he's coached at Houston and Texas, 13-3 and is an underdog. And how about this stat? If it's the first time a starter starts in this game for Oklahoma or Texas and he's facing a quarterback – that started the year before in this game, they're 0-14 the last 14 times. It looks like a round one before the rematch in the Big 12 title game. I'm going with Oklahoma to somehow win the game 45-40, but I think Texas is going to be right there. Double digits, way too many points. Grabbing those points with the Longhorns. We finish up with the two in-state schools here. First, we go to West Virginia's Iowa State goes on the road after an impressive victory for the Cyclones at home against TCU. West Virginia, I thought, impressed of themselves even in a loss last week against Texas. Big number here. Cyclones favored by 10.5. Yeah, they were just a play or two away, I think, from having a chance to win that game. But here's the thing. First-year quarterbacks fare very poorly against Iowa State's three-safety high defense. So Iowa State's defense was built for hurry-up offenses. West Virginia quarterback Austin Kendall you know, he, if he can throw four interceptions versus Texas, he can throw three to four versus Iowa State. Easy. Iowa State seven and three the last ten as a Big Ten 
road here team. And, and I think they learned a lot from that Baylor loss a couple weeks ago. And Brock Purdy, seven TD passes, five TD runs the last three games in West Virginia. Oh, and four against the spread as a home dog. They just can never seem to pull off the upset. I'm going uh, with Iowa State here, 34-20. And finally, Iowa in Kinnick Stadium could be windy, cold against Penn State as the Nittany Lions come in. One of the best offenses and defenses. Still not sure about that schedule, though, for Penn State. The Nittany Lions favored by four in Kinnick. Yeah, if Iowa would have won last week, I think the line would be Pickham or Iowa minus one or two. The value of the line here is with Iowa. Iowa's offense in too many long down and distance situations last week. Their number five defense kept them in the game, even though the offense coughed up the ball four times. I look for Iowa quarterback Nate Stanley to bounce back here. He's one of those guys after a bad game seems to shrug it off. And Iowa is similar to Pitt. Uh, and, and physical, but more talented. And Pitt gave Penn State all they could handle here. Series underdog, twelve five and one against the spread. And Iowa fourteen six and one as an underdog, home dog here since two thousand. The wrong team is favored, guys. Mm. Give me some Hawkeyes here. Twenty seven twenty over the Nittany Lions. Making the local yep. crowd happy with that one, <laughs> Lee. Well, your game of the week is one of the air quote four local teams in the NFL that uh, that share our market. The Chiefs are at home, uh, coming off their first loss of the season. They're a five and a half point favorite over the suddenly red hot offense, Houston Texans. If the gang wants more information, how do they get a hold of you for your game of the week? Just call me here at 800-400-9741. What a big game for both these two teams. Kansas City can now fall farther behind New England. If they have to go to New England for the playoffs, they'll be toast. Houston on a roll. Just call 800-400-9741, and we continue. Locktober, we have a huge 40-50 to unit play coming this weekend. So we're 39-15 and on these games going back to last decade. So you want to get involved. Locktober. Just $297 for three weeks of action. Go to ParamountSports.com. And how about this? I just got 10 NFL footballs, the 100-year footballs. They're like limited edition gold balls just delivered to me, uh, put out by Wilson. We're going to give out 10 free footballs. All you got to do to get involved, if you want to get registered, go to ParamountSports.com where it says free pick sign up. Put in your email address there, and also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com. It says Paramount Sports. We send out free videos each and every week. And if you like these games, uh, there's also some other big games that I break down and predict in college and pro football. YouTube, Paramount Sports, and subscribe. And on the website where it says free picks, sign up. Just put in your email address. You'll be signed up, giving away 10 footballs at the end of the day today. A lot, of, lot going on, ParamountSports.com or 800-400-9741. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. The game of the, his game of the week, you have an opinion, Chiefs bounce back? Did you hear Patrick Mahomes' quote yesterday? His ankle feels, quote, pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. I Right away when I saw the line, I was all about the Chiefs. And this is another one as the week has progressed. I think I'm leaning more Houston's way. Not a strong opinion, certainly. Yeah, I don't have an opinion either on it. I, You can lay out either scenario, and I think they're both very realistic mm-hmm. in my mind. Yep, I'm that's kind of what I tried to do. You know, how does a game play out? Houston goes out, they're scoring a lot of points again, and they win the game, or it's the Chiefs. They bounce back. 
Patrick Mahomes looks great again. He throws five touchdowns, and and away we go. Yeah, pretty good quarterback matchup, right? Two guys that like to light it up. At least, uh, yeah, that should be a fun one. All right, the busy second hour of the program. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, is going to lead it off. David Kaplan is here about 11.20. Then Alex Halstead on Iowa State, West Virginia. As we take you up until noon, Miller and Condon. We are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.